Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay and Ryan's gay, gay, and Adam's gay. gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 132 and week two of lockdown. Corona Watch. Corona Watch. I'm Kaylin. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. Um, so how are you guys doing uh, with social distancing? This is tough. Yeah. Um I think we can all agree Tiger King is getting us all through. <laughs> Every minute is Tiger King to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, watch it. I mean, it's, it is, it's Netflix is, how would you describe they're it? They're so smart at creating these like layman's documentaries that aren't trying to do anything, but give you like, I think someone on my Facebook feed called it like what the fuck porn. And then that's mm-hmm. all it is. Like, Every 15 minutes, you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is real. I don't want to make this about improv because no one likes improv. But (laughs) it seems like an improv scene because every time they reveal something, they're like, what the fuck? Like, that made no sense. Someone described it as every character is like a a Christopher Guest character. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, well, that's what's so funny. Because I recently saw news that Kate McKinnon, I think, got she's like either bought the options or she's part of a deal to get options to do like a fictional TV show about this. Yeah. And I'm like, don't fucking waste your money. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, it's this not going to be good. good. No one will like it. It's literally like, um, uh, Christopher guest is like, what movies has he done? He's the best in show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's cause that's exactly what I was thinking last night when I was watching. I couldn't place who I was thinking of, yeah. but I'm like, it's exactly like that. You fucking Carol got fucking exotic Joe. It's, it's a documentary that really gets off on withholding too, because you're <laughs> yeah. just like, y- you Look don't know me. anything. Getting off on withholding. withholding, and then they're like, "Well, this one murdered," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I think that uh, it would not make a good show in the same way that I think like biopics aren't good right. movies because the flow of life is not the shape of a flow of a story. It works great as a documentary. Well, right. so and Netflix is obsessed with doing documentaries where you're peeling back onions and then you find an orange inside because like it's always cuts like we started <laughs> this pod- yeah. we started this podcast like ten years ago. We weren't sure we were That's just whole like thirty. Approach. We were just researching about like hairstyles and all of a sudden we just happened to stumble into this murder subplot yeah. about this woman who was Why killing is everything connected to the mob <laughs> as well. They're like, well, we were just playing uh, Legos and we found out it's connected to the mob. <laughs> Like, what? It's because it's like they like with the Navy or the Army, when you have them in a movie, you have to show them in a positive light. Netflix is connected with the mafia, so they, they always have to connect light. it to the mafia. I swear to God, the first time I heard Tiger King, I was like, wasn't he a character in the Suicide Squad? <laughs> it does sound like I, I was not expecting what I was getting. Get. Yeah. I can't wait to watch. Well, it. did you all see Don't Fuck With Cats? That was yeah. like their other big yeah. I think yeah. it came on the holidays. It was like the same thing. We were just like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> still mad at that one, though, because they did actually do it. essentially did not do anything. They brought a little bit of awareness, but they didn't actually help with the investigation. Well, to hear Carol tell it, she didn't do anything either. Carol Baskin (laughs) or whatever the fuck. Anyways, so other things you're doing during... I'm only doing two things. I'm watching Tiger King and playing <laughs> Talking Animal Talking about Tiger King. <laughs> I'm watching Tiger King on my TV and on my phone. <laughs> and playing Animal Crossing for Switch. I need to get Animal Crossing because I just got a Switch last week. And Download I got, it, bitch. I, got, I will. And I got Mario Kart with it. And I, I that's like my favorite video game of all so time. Good. And I've just been playing Mario Kart over and over again. And the only character I seem to play is Waluigi. 
which seems actually pretty wow. appropriate. Wow. wow. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I, I feel kinship with him. Um, <laughs> it is like playing Ryan Crawl. <laughs> yeah, no, Animal Crossing is wonderful. I have been playing it in like 30-minute increments since buying it since it's Friday. I'm enough. so far behind. You, but like, you don't even have your museum yet. Well, right, I finally did. I oh, got good. it. I finally found all the artifacts last night, and I also finally found all the iron ignots to buy the ingots? store. Ingots? Is that what it's, it's pronounced? Ingots? It's pronounced nuggets. Uh, is it ignots? What? <laughs> no, you oh, said no. Ig- you said ignots. Ignots. I don't ingots. Know. It's like one of those things. Like where, a gold ingot. Is that what you really say? It's, it's yes, one of those words I've never heard of before the G. That's why we order it that way. Ignots. Ingot. Ingot. But it's a G O T. Yes, ingot. I don't know how to say that. Am I, am I crazy? Isn't it? I think ing- you're all fucking is crazy. It ingot? ingot. It's an ingot. A gold ingot. Why? Uh, now I, <laughs> I forgot how the word is pronounced. <laughs> well, anyway, that's symptom one, Brent. Store. Um, gold yeah. bullion. But it's actually it's it's funny. It's like they're is I, it bullion or bullion? Bullion. <laughs> it, it was the uh, I think highest selling Nintendo Switch game. Like either ever or in a very long time, um, because everyone's fucking stuck Nintendo's, at home. Nintendo's like, yes, coronavirus. Gonna, oh, yeah. right. it's, oh. it's, it's the perfect per- time. So good, and, and they're sold out of switches in most department stores that are still open to because people are just looking for a getaway. I'm so like, glad just, I got mine. Yeah. When I did. Also, you would like this one too, Kalen, because it you can talk to people in it. Um, you can interact with them. You can shake their hands. You can you lecture can, at them. You can lecture them. I do love lecturing All of people. your favorites. Yeah. All, all of the townspeople go, you're so smart. You're going to love this. <laughs> oh, my. That's, this is the validation I need. Also, gay <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> from a hippo. Uh, gay Twitter is only doing memes about Animal Crossing and Tiger King. So well <laughs> done, oh my all God. of you. Yeah. We're really hitting the zeitgeist. Okay, so yeah. what else are you playing? Uh, I've actually picked up Star Wars Battlefront 2. So it's the sequel on PS4. It came out, I think, in like 2017, but they've been regularly updating it with content. And it's on sale right now, at least on PS4. What have but they changed? A few friends. So they added stages, characters. Like BB-8 was recently added as one of the... like characters you could trade up to so you basically like it's just an online warfare game and like it's up to 40 people potentially and it's, fun. it's really cool like you start as like simple troopers but then you can upgrade to like special troopers and then upgrade to some of the main characters from the different either resistance rebellion or whatever the fucking shitty prequels are called age of republic public republic or separatist maybe she yeah. Will, oh yeah um, you can play as the robots. There are no trade federation specialists to fight you against. No new tr- gun ray, <laughs> right? That's a exactly. Shame. Um, no, but it's it is a fantastic game, and I think like it was actually IGN put it like they've been putting out reviews about it because they keep launching new content, and it's really at, at its peak. So definitely pick it up. If you've got nothing else to do, which a lot of people don't well, seem to have. Don't, don't have a lot to you do. Just got a switch. What have you been playing? Now? Just just Mario Kart so oh, okay. far. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get Animal Crossing. I think I need to get Super Smash Brothers because you know I'm a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I've also been reading uh, Wicked and Divine. I'm almost like done with book Big Book Three because I know we're gonna be reading that for our our book club. Uh, and it is really good in a very twee kind of way. And I said that last week. Um, it's definitely like a little too like this dialogue is a little too cool for school. Yes. But it is uh, very very engaging. I just saw you download the or you bought the fourth book or that's available. Yeah. So are we doing all of that? I said I I told uh, our friend Nikki that we should do all four if we can get through it. So why not? Let's talk about scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but like, it, did that just come out? The like a, like a couple weeks ago. 
The fourth one I'm talking about. This yeah. is Wicked Undivine. This yeah. is an important topic to talk about. Yeah. It's comics. Yeah. That art is so fucking yeah. pretty. It's I just beautiful. frame everything. It's beautiful. And when uh, he takes a break, Jamie McKelvey, the artist, the regular artist, uh, other artists come in to like do these like little one-shots, and they're all super talented, too. So it's it's just a good-looking book. Hey, Brant, what are you playing? I'm on day 14 of my quarantine. <laughs> okay. And I don't have- you started vid- early. I don't have video games okay. because my husband says, basically thinks they're the devil. Um. Well, your husband's the devil. I know, so he knows. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I created. He's them. a lesser devil. <laughs> he's like, what do you think I made it for? Uh, so I um, haven't. Le- I literally have not left my apartment in fourteen days. Yeah, you smell like it. I have a shower. <laughs> uh, I know y- you smell very good. Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday I was working, uh, and then I just kind of looked up for a minute and just stared at the wall. And then I looked back down when I got a message. I had been staring at the wall for 12 minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, so I just started watching a bunch of, rewatching a bunch of movies on Madness and basically Hereditary and Midsummer. Mm, that's right, yeah. And I, all throughout the movies, I'm like, yeah, I'd join a cult. Like, I could, I could be a part of, like, the Midsummer tribe. Brent, your drag name is Existential Bread. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, you couldn't fit in Doctor Strange to your watch list. I know it's your favorite. I, I already watched that like a month ago. <laughs> he he just recites the entire dialogue. I, I, in, yeah. in like the like two months ago. Oh, to be two months ago, I was just going through all of the MCU movies again. again? Yeah, Jesus, I may need to do that. I've seen uh, <laughs> I've seen the Avengers, the original one, so many times, four times in the past two months. Oh my oh, god! I, oh wow! Yeah. I, when you said four times, I was like, that's not a oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just love it so much. So the other thing I'm also doing, and I think this is we're going to probably do this maybe on podcast, um, is go through the X-Men starting from Giant Size X-Men number one back in 1975. Mm-hmm. And like going like from that bronze age of like the uh, all new, all different X-Men and then like trying to like catch up to where we are right now. Oh, my God. Which is a <laughs> lot are? of... Com- that's, How yeah, long yeah. do you think this quarantine is going to be? Yeah, it's a long journey. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm prepared for the long haul. Yeah, but, oh Kaylin, you're God. old. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> He's actually asking... Kaylin, I said, are you going to be okay? <laughs> that's a medical question. You're you the one that's sweaty and got a scratchy throat. <laughs> Kaylin, if you don't answer him, it's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> a hippo violation? Yeah. I think that's an Animal Crossing. That's oh, Animal Crossing. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, no, this quarantine. Oh. <laughs> it's really driving us to the roof. Oh, the bar was so much higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into some... News flash. I just love you cutting yourself off to do your own news Yeah. The CDC has come out with some news about comics. Kaylin, take it away. So Diamond, which is the distributor for comics for local comic stores... Uh, has shut its doors for the time being, mm. uh, which is really sad because that means that your favorite lo- uh, local comic shop, uh, including ours here in D.C., uh, Big Planet Comics, has to close their doors right now. Uh, they can't cater to any customers. I think they're trying to do stuff on digital, which um, is going to be tough. But you know, if you can find a way to support your local comic so- shop. You definitely should. Gift and cards, gift cards, prepay. anything, yeah, anything you can do right now would be would arson, be good. so they can collect the insurance. Yeah, money. right. Yeah, yeah, be they're nice. not, they're not going to be there. They won't see it. No. So they Just none the wiser. Small little fires. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little <laughs> fires. Yeah, but keep it six feet apart. <laughs> All yeah. the flames. Yes. Um, but some good news. DC uh, Comics they reassured freelancers during this time that they are still going to get 
work. They're still going to get paid. So that tells me that DC is going to still be publishing and very likely Marvel will still be publishing. I haven't heard anything. Uh, no, Marvel said, let them die. Yeah. Uh, they I had, they said, that's the crossover this summer. Let them die. Don't care. We hope <laughs> oh yeah. They're not going anywhere, especially with empire coming out. Like, can, gonna... can I ask why they wouldn't release comics still? Is it just because maybe like they don't want to go completely digital? It, it makes sense for them to be completely. Digital. I, I think they're going to do a couple of different things. One digital for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Adam, you brought this up, you know, like there's going to be stores that are still open, Mostly grocery stores, convenience stores, like big box stores like Walmart, or rather like ones that sell groceries and yeah. like... Can, uh, can kind of... qualify to stay open as a central business. Correct. Uh, and so DC definitely had a deal with Walmart. I don't know if they still do, but to publish like original content like through like giant-sized books like Batman and Superman, Wonder I Woman, I just think of like stuff. Wonder Woman needs a garbage can and she's like... Like, wow, this Walmart has everything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now I know what the W stands for. Adam, the content doesn't have Walmart. They're just selling it at Walmart, yeah. you fucking you idiot. You said exclusive Kaylin, cross-promotion. Oh, no. I- I've run out of Batman batarangs. needs a rake. What's yeah. the point of The Marauders deal? have attacked the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go Let's say. go help our local friends at the Walmart. <laughs> hey. Walmart workers, also, you're the real heroes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> don't fuck around like uh, Marvel and DC have not done that type of shit before in like the 90s and the 80s. They were constantly producing like garbage time content. Well, they did that for like, remember Hostess Pies? <laughs> like that was like they did like a page, an ad of like a comic strip. It was actually kind of clever. Yeah. And, like, I, I like some of those. Uh, they did it. They did it with Tim Gunn for uh, uh, Project Runway. Project Runway. Yeah. They had like. Tim Gunn worked with Iron Man. It was like a one shot. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. They're not. I ab- don't. I like, wanted to forget that, Brent. Yeah. I wanted was, to forget that. So, They're not above it. It was just one shot to kill yourself after reading. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It was called Make It Force Works. Yeah. That's oh. not bad. I, that Ryan is would, not bad. Ryan, the only one who got that. That is not bad. <laughs> I like that. Um, so hopefully, comics will still keep coming out. That'll keep us entertained. Um, if you haven't that subscribed, will to, keep us entertained. Thank I would you, subscribe Kayla. to Marvel Unlimited if you <laughs> yeah, haven't already, and subscribe to uh, DC Universe. Yeah, and also put those Comixo- small comic com- comic businesses out of business, and also Comicsology Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a small. That's comics. a great deal. Yeah. So there's so many great like back issues, and there's so many collected editions. It's it's worth you it. You can get your fix, regardless. But yeah. honestly, they'd probably prefer it if you just subscribed to it and mm-hmm. then never used it because that taxes <gasps> oh, their yeah. system. Less. They want you to forget it. Yeah. 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 Like Sat me. it and forget. Yeah, like all of us except for Galen. <laughs> yeah, basically, because I just read everything. Yeah. Um, the other bit of news, uh, it seems like uh, Robert Downey Jr. may be returning to the MCU through the Ironheart show on Disney+. Plus. This is cool. Um, it, it makes me think like maybe Ironheart is basically took over the reins from um, Tony Riri Stark Williams. after. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So she essentially became... She, they could even work her into being like a one of the, like the young Avengers for yeah. sure, which would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it seems like the Disney Plus series are going to maybe take this route of training the future right. of the MCU. There is no in the actual Young Avengers. There is no like kind of Iron Man. Iron Lad. Part. Oh, there's Iron, Iron Lad. Oh, well, there's Iron okay. Lad, which spoilers from a series that came out in two thousand four or five. Yeah. yeah, but he turns out to, to be Kang. Uh, Kang. Yeah. yeah. God, I forgot if he was in that team or not. Oh, yeah. He was and in the original team. That was universe. such a confusing sentence. I don't know if it's counts as a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I it, so it makes less sense when you read it. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're building up the Young Avengers a lot. Like through every series, they're gonna have like one or one. two. Yeah. I wonder how if they're gonna try to actually prote- like maintain that these are gonna be the Avengers later on because they're building them up. I don't think they can hold well, it. Do you think I, they're trying to really redo what they were trying to go for with the Defenders? And that they're like, here's how we can make a really good TV ensemble. I think they're going to yes. keep yeah. a TV to movie, though. Yeah. Remember, they're going to have cross-pollinate like that. I feel like they might just be like, then they've got this special team that does, that that shows up in the movies, but they're not the main feature. I think they're always going to be the... They might have their own movie Secondary or two, but team. they're always going to be the Young Avengers. Like, like you the have, Guardians of the Galaxy exactly. compared to the... They'll never be the Avengers. Right. They'll, they'll help out. In or, they'll, it. or they'll be called the Champions. Mm. That could be it. That probably it, fits better. Um, yeah, especially with the current like. Uh, yeah, because if line. you think if you think about it, um, you know Florence Pugh's Black Widow is being introduced. Yelena in in the Black Widow film mm-hmm. that's eventually going to come out. Hopefully, there are probably going to be some offshoots from Eternals. We'll yeah. get into some Eternals news, uh, yeah, may, or maybe Eternals news in a second. Uh, you've got um, uh, Hawkeye. You've got She Hulk. She uh, and then she's not a young Avenger. I'm offended. She's not, but she they could de age her, yeah, and then like just figure out a way. And then you've got Vision, uh, Scar- uh Wanda Vision, yeah. So, and you'll, so you'll have a kid, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then also Miss Marvel is in talk, so she'll be for sure. I think what will happen is there's not a, a set Avengers team that's going to be on Earth at the time. They're all going to be yes. off world, or they're just going to be young. Yeah. So this this young group is going to have to band together. And Spider-Man could be the linchpin to bring everybody mm. in. Bitch, yeah. And that could be his last MCU movie or whatever. Um, it, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about uh, Robert Downey Jr. being a hologram? Oh, I mean, like, as I confirmed, he is, but he better think. fucking be a hologram. It, so that happened literally in the comic series. Yeah. So it would be... I think it'd be fun. He could... Give sassy retorts. And yeah, that's well, what we want from him anyway. I think by making him a hologram, he stays as a secondary ca- or like a tertiary character, which is exactly where I want him. Like I would be really. I've I've complained about this since they resurrected uh, Greg Clark's character for Agents of Shield, even though mm. I loved it. Great. It's just seasons. like the fucking like stupidest thing on the planet that they're like, oh, the whole reason the Avengers was created is now ruined. But like, we'll never yeah. talk about this again. So like. They literally had this giant, like, cataclysmic ending where it'd be, it's devastating that he obviously died. It was very emotional. And then to, just to wipe that away, it just feels as shitty as they yeah. do it in the comics sometimes. That we people have get so upset many about. characters. Don't, right. don't bring any back. I, he can only do a cameo right. at this point. I, I think it'd be fine if it's like, <clears throat> you know, the, whoever is whatever character they make, Lady Ironheart or Ironheart, uh, that she's like trying to learn and. Tony Stark has all this artificial intelligence. It's like, here are protocols, here's things to do. Yeah. And it adopts a Robert Downey Jr. voice as like a selection. Yeah. But it's got a limited capacity. So yeah. it can't like... I like that selection thing. And he, they go through other options oh, first. Oh, yeah. Like one is Pepper. Uh, and it's like, uh, what's her face? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. not knowing what's going on. She's like, I'm <laughs> a Iron Man. Just like not knowing what's going on like she always does. Uh, Thor is just, uh, hammer, hammer, hammer. <laughs> uh. I... I can't wait for the uh, Ironheart pilot where she's like this young gung ho person who decides like with a couple of friends that are also nerds, but fun and like sexy. They're like, let's break into Tony Stark's house and they break in and they get downstairs and they're turning on all the lights. And then all of a sudden the hologram comes up, scares everyone else, but Riri and then they become best friends. I think she's like an intern plot of Ant-Man too, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like all the same shit. It's like now I'll be, now you're my protege for no reason. You just ended up. You here. passed the test. 
test of me being spooky. <laughs> it should just be like Princess Leia at the very beginning of New Hope, where you just see the thing on loop. You know, it's like help me, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. If they actually spoof that, where he was like saying a message and then they play the full message and it's completely different, that'd yeah. be pretty funny. Yeah. Actually, what yeah, if yeah. he did? What if they did like a Willy Wonka thing, where like you they like this iron? Well, he actually I, executes I, the other kids. I think of it like I think it was this. It was actually part of the kind of the story that we read about, where they where he they had that massively MMORPG essentially, and then like it was like come and find me, oh, and then right, like right. Oh, the, the whole like episode is her like finding him. Yeah, and the. Uh, red the I can't remember the name of the movie, but uh, where Steven Spielberg Oh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One, yeah. Yeah. They do that, but (laughs) to be Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Become Iron Man. Yeah. I don't hate any of those ideas, actually. Uh, So, well, this might be stupid, but there's a rumor out there that the Eternals movie that's allegedly coming out this fall uh, may have the debut of Namor. How would that work? Like, why would he be related to the Eternals? In the the report, they said just an offshoot. Um, Since it's going through a lot of different time periods, they're saying that one of the time periods actually you see Atlantis actually being surface level, Uh, and then you see it sink. So it could just be, since it does take... But this was. And you just see somebody in a corner. Oh, there's Namor. Hey, what's that? And and this uh, reliable rumor came from JizzHorse402. Yeah, CBR. Who? My, oh, I mean, <laughs> and it's tough because as forty three of Jizz Horse, it's a, I, I really miss the mark. You got to work up your ranks. I got I, I got to get there. It's just a post credit scene where they're like, "We've been in space. Now it's time to go underwater." And it's just like it zooms down, and then like rock music starts playing. Or, or they just wait to the end, and dun, just, dun, they dun, just say, dun, dun. "Oh, also, there's Namor." <laughs> I always thought it would be Namor better. is. In MCU twenty twenty seven or whatever, yeah. I always thought it'd be better to introduce Namor in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I know they never really established oh. the invaders in the MCU, but it'd be cool if there was like, here's an untold story of Captain yes. America. They, they need to wait to introduce Wolverine, and then they can do an invader series where Namor and like Captain America and the whole Bucky, young Bucky, like they're all in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, do you guys want to talk about the uh, March Madness? Um, yeah, because March Madness has been canceled. So Ma- March Madness was canceled, but my company does a March Madness every year, and this year they decided to do a March Madness for TV and trying to figure out what's the greatest show of all time. Cool. Um, the way it works basically is they've it's uh, Mr. Ed move on. They've <laughs> divided. Mr. Ed didn't even fucking make it. Wow. So they divided Horses. 64 teams into different uh, brackets. And uh, the way it works is that you select which uh, TV show you think is better than the other. But they also have an extra sheet where you can rank order all of the shows you think uh, in order. And then those rankings are used to help weight like which show actually wins versus loses. Oh, cool. It's a very economist way of trying to deal with this problem. And in these brackets, do they start uh, with shows that are very similar to each other? So like Wheel of Fortune. So this is what's kind of annoying uh, because because rather than being broken into region, uh, it's broken uh, into just top TV show. So like one section is called Seinfeld. Another section is Veep. Another Uh-oh. is The Office, and another is Breaking Bad. These are sections. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to work th- with any of your coworkers. This is this is the Seinfeld <laughs> section. 
these are not categories. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know. So but they're like, also not the worst shows. They're just like the quintessential what a professional corporate yeah, worker do, watches. You should do yeah. sitcom, drama, prestige drama, uh, reality shows, game shows. Yeah, I'd probably anime, do reality porno, show, animated, I like, yeah, drama, comedy show. And then anime, porn, anime, porn, anime, manga. Yeah, oh, porno's right in the middle. Yeah, it's got, it just waits. It waits, yeah. sitting at top, and it's like that free Debbie does. Porn Dallas always video. wins. So it always it, wins. It's yeah. that's a classic. It all the things are populated a little bit oddly. I think I don't know how they did it, but there are some shows that really stack up early on when you feel like. These should be going against the. All right, just show. give us a run. Let's go. Like, let's go. All let's right. go. All right, The Wire versus uh, The Simpsons. Uh, the Wire. <laughs> what? See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Simpsons. Mm, the Simpsons. The Wire. Uh, probably The Wire. Simpsons Ooh, is much more is impactful. That's why I told you to get Clark to fill us out. Simpsons is has been worse far longer than it's been great. It doesn't matter though. It's like it, the amount of contribution it, it gave to the world in terms yeah, of we animation. Yeah, we need to define like, is it just? Are we just talking about whether it's a, I enjoy a, it a higher quality show? Or a show that had more of an impact. Nah, I think we just define what by what your we think work, is greatest and say fuck you, fuck stick. <laughs> your work bracket for fun is severely underdeveloped. <laughs> uh, uh, friends or Mister Rogers' Neighborhood? Ooh, I uh, think Friends. Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, I think Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. I have Friends go, is objectively terrible. I have to go. Friends. I know you hate it. Yeah, I loved it as a Mr. Kid. Rogers' Neighborhood didn't have queer panic, so Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood wins. Uh, Friends incorporated like prime time all in a new way again. It started, yeah, must yeah. see TV. Yeah, bitch, that started with the Cosby Show that in the mid eighties. Oh, Whatever, racist. But anyway, no, but I'm also justified now because it's it's run by a terrible. <laughs> cheers, <person>. cheers, <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, Seinfeld versus uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's Seinfeld. that's actually a good comparison. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I think it's Seinfeld as well. But also, like, there were several shows that didn't make it that I was pretty furious about, namely BoJack Horseman. But they weren't going to put. Any, they were That's there. never going to no. make the list. These are like these it. are like quintessential TV shows. So that another bad matchup: uh, Breaking Bad versus Saturday Night Live. <laughs> What? Like that would be a thing where you have to go later in the process and decide. Yes. Uh, Saturday Night Live gets uh, excluded from yeah. some other show. I think you need to do Breaking Bad versus The Wire. Yeah, that is the that, accurate. That's like, an accurate way. Yeah, of, like, yeah. You get prestige pe- drama. They you get people to mix and match. Do when not care. So you have to accept that as a reality. I now. hate it. The I Leftovers don't... versus the Great you British know, Bake Off. What? I, leftovers. Oh my god. Great. Great but that one actually works. Leftovers. Leftovers doesn't British, hold up. It's leftovers not hold up over the years. Off. I got it. We got um, it. We leftovers got won't? It. Or? Yeah, it won't. What was so funny, though, is originally I was going to, when you told me about this, I was like, I wanted to actually ask you if like it was gonna, like increasing any sort of social connectivity in your office. And I think it's just going to be a bunch of people bitching about how stupid the matchups are. Yeah. So one thing we're probably going to try and do is have like phone call conferences uh, with a few people who really like TV. I and then just record those Debate and release club. them. And all I'm going to do is explain how terrible the system is. And Brent, you work for Netflix, is that correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, they said you're hired. This, <laughs> this is just a whole optioning exercise. He's just like taking, yeah. he's a marketer. Right, now, if but, you like Breaking Bad, you might like Saturday Night Live. Uh, the, good, <laughs> the Good Wife versus Sex in the City. That's Sex a pretty good comparison. City. I've never seen The Good Wife. No, Sex in the City was iconic HBO. That's yeah. what put HBO on the map. I know, but it's such trash. I, I did like this comparison. Uh, Big Little Eyes versus Homeland. I've never seen a bunch of white women doing the, crazy things. The first season of both were pretty good, and then they just became 
utter trash, but they're utter trash for a very specific demographic. Yeah. I guess my answer is SNL. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You just draw a line through the brackets. Um, They included... All right. So, like, as a part of the process of numbering all the shows, I started to learn how much I really dislike certain shows. Westworld, for me, made it, like, in the bottom third of of a list of shows that included... Um, the Cosby Show, the Sex in the City, <laughs> Homeland, Twenty Four, Law and Order, SVU, oh, baby, Ooh. baby, Sherlock. You're, you are gonna lose this race. No one likes Westworld that much, except you. I know what I'm saying. Though, you figured is it out. I ranked Westworld pretty low. Oh, good. In, in, in a list that includes a lot of garbage. What I really would have loved this bracket to do is also submit seasons because Twenty Four Season One should win or get very far. Have Ding. you watched it recently? Ding. No, bitch, Ding. but like, I'm not going to watch that again. I'm not going to ruin that experience season, for myself. <laughs> season two. So, okay, so 2001, Adam, you were what, 16 years old? Yeah, I, but so I didn't I'm watch sure it until, you had great taste. I didn't even watch Just it. Just the glimmer in his father's eye. I didn't watch it until uh, college, actually. I was so you were Blockbuster Video Club. <laughs> It was groundbreaking television. It was amazing, and that ending was fantastic. The format was really well done, but trying to go back and watch it, you can't. My yeah. favorite is like, well, you can because I just found out that they're remaking it in Japan because Japan's never had a twenty-four, but apparently, like India has, and a bunch of other countries. Like everyone was jumping on the "How do I make this twenty-four train?" I'm happen. gonna go on a limb and say it's not gonna be good. No, no. Okay. the <laughs> the the only comparison that I really liked was Mash versus Golden Girls. Golden Girls. I think they're both very high quality shows. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of comedy and yeah. enough heart. Uh, I would do Mash versus Cheers because they both lasted for. Cheers, about not even fucking on here. <gasps> Cheers is fucking really? phenomenal. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh god, I'm angry. This, at this, this list is now. bullshit. Oh, oh, but you know what did get on? Yeah, House of Cards. So, Ew. fuck right? that show. Kevin Spacey paid your company a lot of money to keep him relevant. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> weird how all these Netflix <laughs> shows they're, they're, are making they're, it they're, off. There's a, a pretty heavy weight toward newer shows. Yeah, like well, sure. Succession made it on. And I'm like, well, Succession's yeah, like, really good, but it's two seasons. It's Can too we new. Count it yeah, like, where's the Honeymooners? I Love Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that whole time. I love Lucy. I was like Greece. No, um, uh, Twi- Happy Days. Happy Days. Twilight Zone. Um, Twilight, Twilight, I'm Zone was, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone wasn't on here. Yeah. because there was an early round. Like they had 68 shows, and then they decided to, oh. they had to cut it down. So yeah. is the Carol Burnett show on there? No. Oh, that's Mama's Family. Snub. Wow. Huge snub. Mama's is I love trash. Lucy. Mod. Yes. Okay. Good old. And Maude. then there's Mod. Yeah. yeah. So this is a terrible list, and as uh, as this list <laughs> progresses. I'll probably keep you guys updated about the so who I wins what. Won it. I just thought of <laughs> too bad. I just thought of this. So um, Alan Sappenwall and another writer. Alan Sappenwall is a TV critic. Is probably my favorite TV critic. He's Wasn't he the one with the mother boxes? Um, <laughs> that's good. I don't get that. Sappenwall. All right. I'm not wow. acknowledging that joke. Yeah. Well, it he wrote a book. No one watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he co-wrote a book called. It's just called TV. The book, and so um, at the very beginning, him and his co-author, and I'm, the name is escaping me, they talked about doing a bracket for the best shows of all time, and so they ultimately came up with these five shows: Cheers, Breaking Bad, The Wire, Sopranos, and Simpsons. And then, like, they went through, like, all the reasons why what should be the Ugh. best show. Yeah. And How white is that dude that put that list together, though? <laughs> that's There's no... His no, name is Steppenwolf. He's very white. He's like, I've never heard of Living Single. <laughs> that's fucked up. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, The Wire is not a white show. I'm sorry. It just I isn't. I know, but it's white people love that fucking show. There's no like. Well, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. But uh, hey, sorry. anyone who I, watches it loves that show. We can <laughs> criticize Don't gaslight him eth- by agreeing to his point. <laughs> we can we can we can uh, criticize his ethnicity later. But uh, the way that they did it, uh, they ultimately brought it down. So it came down to like the wire being the best of the dramas uh, and the uh. Simpsons being the best of the comedies. And they decided to go with the Simpsons because it uh, it had more of a cultural impact in its first eight to ten seasons than any other show yeah. ever made. Yeah. So that's look, an interesting way. Look, of I can't fight someone who wrote a book on it. I mean, I, I'm just a person <laughs> screaming. That's in the wind. loser talk, Brent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then fuck his stupid thing. Simpsons <laughs> is top 10. Where'd you get that accent? <laughs> fuck his stupid. Hey. That's the way I talk hey. when I scream. So Sopranos <laughs> is his favorite. Code uh, switching. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so should we go into some comments? Yeah. Let's move on to something else because you guys were very supportive <laughs> at the beginning and then just sad. <laughs> So you this, never described it as though the t- combinations of things would be weirdly segmented. You had the bracket and you could have. Looked. I opened it also, up and said Seinfeld and I said, oh, this seems like a good list and then closed it immediately. Also, <laughs> you did hate it yourself. So how are we supposed to respond to it? You know what? I really point. can't fight that. Argument. <laughs> <laughs> I tanked my own bit. Yeah. Um, so a bunch it's of comics. coming back. It's coming oh, back, baby. It's coming back. <laughs> So uh, five comics, uh, X comics came out this week. Uh, the first are two new ones that um, are premiering this week. Uh, Giant Size X-Men Nightcrawler number one and Hellions. Um, let's, I, yeah. since it's the reading order, let's go into Giant Size X-Men Nightcrawler. Sure. So um, it's the first appearance of the mansion in Westchester since um, they all moved to Krakoa. So that was a really welcome sight. Also, it's uh it's written by Jonathan Hickman and it's illustrated by Alan Davis, who is one of my favorite artists of all time. He's one of my favorite X Men artists for sure. He had a long run on Excalibur back in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Um he just has a really like classic yet dynamic look. So it's a small team of um of X Men. It's Nightcrawler, it's Magic, it's iBoy, um uh, uh Doug Ramsey, Cypher, and um who am I missing? Is it just those four? I think you got everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's just four. It's just those four. Oh, no, Lockheed. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Lockheed. Surprise. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, Lockheed. So I think this takes place before, you know, the last couple of issues of Marauders where Lockheed is somewhere away from Kate Pride. Um, He's doing well. So they're trying to figure out what's going on at the X-Mansion. They're seeing, like, these sort of phantoms of uh, deceased X-Men and also still living X-Men like Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. And then they see um, Rachel Gray mm-hmm. uh, in her, like, old hound costume and they figure out that it's actually uh, a a race of aliens that are a, they're like bounty hunters but they're a collective and they look like little spiders Sidder or whatever Spider. spitter spitters yeah is it spdr or uh, sidr i thought it was sidr uh, yeah okay. it's like sitters sitters um and uh they've they've actually been uh housing uh, lady mastermind which is why they see like all the various uh phantoms around the, the mansion and that's how they found like these mutant energies like spiking because it, it was her it, exactly that's the reason why they went there um magic discovers that uh warlock is still around mm-hmm. uh like even he's just been hanging out on cypher's arm and um creepy asks, scene. i know it was kind of kind of creepy but like a nice little reveal and uh, Cypher basically tells Magic, please don't tell anybody about this right now. Right. Really and I will this. absolutely tell you why we can do this 
in a later issue. Yeah. <laughs> See, X-Men number 14. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this issue. I, li- I like this a lot more than um, uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Yeah. Because, oh, you did? Yeah, because I, I don't know if you were on that I podcast. I hated this episode or issue. Did you really? I did. The Jean and Emma <laughs> one, I, I don't, maybe you were on or not, uh, Brian, but um, I just felt it was just like a repeat of like that old Grant Morrison, Frank Whiteley comic. Yeah, this felt like a like a new adventure, and like I like the weird sci-fi elements of it. I like the appearance of the expansion. I love Lady Mastermind, uh, and Alan Davis's art just fucking yeah. carried me through. I I enjoyed this. I actually I did not enjoy this issue. I think Hick, <laughs> uh, I think Hickman's writing was off. Dialogue was off. The art didn't uh, bloom very much in this issue. I think it was a little stale, mm. and. For you to call this giant size X Men Nightcrawler is nonsense. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, this well, could the, you have substituted anyone. any other character for Nightcrawler? And a thousand percent. Yes, he yeah. is not a figurehead in this issue. I I think what is happening with these giant size X Men is they are getting other artists to create these issues, so they're just saying giant size X Men. Jonathan Hickman's still writing it, and then they're an immediately just like changing the artist and being like oh that's this people i don't i don't think this was well crafted and i it's uh, lady mastermind you said you loved she didn't even speak in this she didn't i just like seeing her there so okay. like i like the potential of her being back it was it's very it's, it, Krakoa, it's definitely yeah. with the art and i think also the story it's very like it feels like a pulpy 80s comic like the whole thing of like rachel's head exploding and like I will. I do agree that the dialogue just nothing really hooked me. I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was certainly like interesting to read, but I was like, it was one of those. So like, so what? I liked a lot of the elements that you brought up, and I could see how those like resonated more. Like, I do like that they went back to the school and saw what was going on there. Yeah, um, I like that. I just it, overall, like, I think I agree with you. Where I'm like, I thought I was gonna get a little bit more insight. Uh, into Nightcrawler and Nightcrawler's like kind of life. I thought it was going to be about his weird uh, we- priesthood, yeah. or or even that tower that he couldn't go into. No, he you know, go from- in. he's the only one. Oh, who yeah, could exactly. Go in. The yeah. only one he can. Yeah, I, uh, I thought yeah, it was going to so, be. Yeah, but look, that. we really got to prioritize haunted mansion up against those things that are really interesting, and I want to find but, out more. But, about. but for the fact they called it giant sized X Men Nightcrawler, yeah, I thought this was uh, it felt like a throwback and still new. Uh, it was, it's a little, like, if you just look at the animation style for the, the drawing style for these little spider robots, I think, like, yeah. oh, that looks like a kind of silly villain, but com- contrast it with the, uh, you know, falling apart face of, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel, Rachel. Rachel. Gray. Yeah. I thought, eh, it's like, it, it's a little spooky. It's a little old school. But it's ultimately enjoyable. It reminds me of the old uh, one-shot annuals that X-Men used to do. And my one of my favorite ones, and I got it as a, a very little kid, was Giant Sci- or it was Uncanny X-Men Annual Number 11. And there was a villain named Horde that like would give the X-Men like their like whatever their like uh, whatever their fondest wishes were. Hmm. And so they had to go through this gauntlet and like kind of like uh, rescue uh, the people from like their like little fantasies. So like, like I remember Dazzler, your favorite had to choose between Don't being a pop star, being a pop star, <laughs> being an attorney uh-huh. or just becoming <gasps> oh, like I a bro- homeless woman who was just like, 
like had no responsibility and okay. she chose the home this oh. is an iconic issue yes i do I, remember that's this. So that yeah. like it re- it gave me that feeling and i think it was that sort of warm nostalgic feeling of the art and the sort of like one shot so that's fair yeah um yeah uh it got pretty like mediocre reviews i think uh it my only my only thing was like it just didn't feel like his writing and didn't feel that crafted that well and the dialogue seemed off just a bit okay i can yeah. i can see that comparing it to some of the other stuff that he is also writing this yeah anything else do you guys want to move on yeah to let's talk about something that i think we my, all love my favorite yeah. premiere which is hellions number one adam do you want to take it away yeah sure so my favorite adam why don't you talk about <laughs> he was excited uh, yeah, no, I'm extremely excited. You got Zeb Wells writing, uh, Steven Segovia doing art. Uh, and really, this is about a funding of a team with a wide variety of like, it almost is a suicide squad of sorts of just a bunch of crazy people put together. Havoc yeah. is the most normal acting that gets assigned to this mission based on him kind of freaking <laughs> out he? from what I assume to be his like Axis powers, or at least that's what the lead in is. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Council, which is an absolutely fantastic scene, uh, meeting to talk about what are they going to do with all these kind of misfits. So you've got Empath, Orphan Maker and Nanny, Wild Child, Scalp Hunter, and then Sinister. Also, because they've built up some uh, relationship between them, they toss in Psylocke to kind of see and be the security force uh, behind this group of crazy fucking people. Yeah. Um, their first mission is to go and destroy Sinister's clone facility. And we're left with a big surprise that the goblin queen is back, which, um, overall I thought I don't even have as much history. I know like we were chatting in our Slack channel and Kaylin, you were, you and Clark were really like gushing over how this was like made for you. And I can't wait to hear about that. But even yeah. as like a person who's not as well versed in all this content, I thought it was excellent. I thought Sinister's fantastic. I can't wait to hear <laughs> and see more for like, this is actually like, he's great in almost everything, but like, yeah. This is really, I think, going to help him shine. And I actually also gave Quanon a little bit of character, which I appreciate. Like, yeah. her being stoic works really well. It doesn't work well when she's paired with X-23 and Cable, but it works really well when she's paired with that cr- like the crazy insanity of Sinister. Right, she's the straight man of that group. Exactly. Um, yeah, so the oh, my own one complaint, and it's not even about uh. the comic, is the fact that they spoiled that Goblin Queen was going to be in the series. Yes. And like it made the last page reveal like, oh, okay. I rather than <gasps> I completely forgot. So you I you know it. how Marvel can't help itself, though. They like They got to tell. They, they got to. But they got to like, hook you. Um, I love these characters so much, and it's so such a good. good idea. Like The concept makes a lot of sense. It's like, you have, like, yes, um, it's the quote from Nightcrawl at the very beginning. It's like, if you didn't want snakes, then why did you build the Garden of Eden? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, yes, this is going to happen. You're, you are building uh, an island with, you know, thousands and thousands of people, and some of them are going to be, you know, malcontents. And, you know, you can't just put them in the pit because they haven't broken the law, especially mm-hmm. the, the main law of kill no human. Yeah. Uh, so that you got to do something with them, yeah. and so uh, you know them giving to to sinisters just seems like I guess, but like everyone should be a little skittish about I it. I know. I love how eager they are to like, let's give it to this flamboyant evil gay, gay guy. Yeah, yeah. gay, gay, Mister Sinister. Do you think just the most dramatic little bitch? Has yeah. Marvel told as a mandate be like? Sinister is a gay bitch. I need you all to write him as a gay bitch. That's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Because They're literally there's, arguing there's over emails. shoulder ornamentation. Yeah. Oh, that's that was my favorite. That was the best when, when he's when he's talking to Exodus and Mystique <laughs> saying "kill me" and Emma Queen going back to the fucking. <laughs> I would love the idea of Marvel having like these corporate emails where 
a writer's like, hey, is it too gay if I make Mr. Sinister do this? Yeah. And then an executive goes, you know what? Honestly, there are no limits. Just <laughs> gay, gay, gay. Like, I want to, yeah, I need to see more, like, I know gay men are mostly, like, huge nerds nowadays, but, like, I need us to stand Mr. Sinister far more yes. than Yes. I am actually very <laughs> appreciative that they have, like, they've put Mr. Sinister in a kind of relatively limited capacity. Because I think if you yes. got too much of him, it would yes. fall apart. Totally. I, I totally agree with that. Like, uh, a little bit goes a long way. Uh, I would love to be him for Halloween, but I think I'd be accused of being whiteface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. I think you're okay. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is the one of the best introductory yes. issues I've ever seen. This is how you put a team together. Yeah. In one issue and introduce the first mission right away. It's great. It was a the, great one and done. These flashbacks of of basically how all the team members come together are perfect. Yeah. It's they're inside they're funny, they're interesting. All of them, you know exactly who they are and why they should be there. Is it's that, perfect. Is that well, and, oh, and also like I think it calls to X-Men past so much. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing in the uh, one of the original Hellions, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in uh, the Marauders. <laughs> Marauders. Yeah. Like, you're bringing in all these, like, historically evil, quote, evil, like, teams and bringing them together. It's, yeah. it's so well done. And Wildchild, who was part of the... Wasn't he part of... Uh... Is it Mutant it? Liberation? No, no, no. Oh, he no, was with Omega Flight, I think, or yeah. one, well, of, the, he one came of the evil through, alpha flights. Did he come through Age of Apocalypse, or who was before that? He was before that, okay. but, they, but the costume he's got, and it looks is like the, one, the yeah. Age of Can Apocalypse. Can quickly just remind me of Nanny and or, uh, the Orphan, Orphan Maker? Maker. So These yeah. are two weird fucking characters. Stupid characters that were formed years ago. In the original X Factor. You, you know how some issues start where they introduce, like, characters just to immediately be destroyed yeah so it's basically that like uh how the wrecking crew was for so many years oh okay so like it's basically characters that are just outrageous and cannon stupid. fodder goofy exactly. yeah. just to yeah. do like random things and okay, somehow i love it. zeb has pulled these people together and made it very interesting so that's what i was going to try to say zeb wells um who you know sort of written for marvel sporadically over the last 20 years he's very talented. Yeah. He's a funny guy. He knows how to write a good action scene. Uh, I think he's a really good fit for the uh, the sort of the Dawn of X. To have to juggle, like, just having the Quiet Council interact and being able to juggle all those voices and make everybody feel very, like, you only got, like, one line of dialogue from Ember Frost, but I was like, that sounds like, you know, it's like you saw all of it, and I'm like, all of these make sense. All of these people would say these things. For sure. He got Cyclops, you know? Yeah. Like, Cyclops gets very protected that Havoc is part of this group yes. of malcontents, and it's like, what What do you mean? What are you going to do with him? My only frustration, and you know this because I'm a continuity queen, is that wh- wh- where is Havoc? If if we're th- I, the reading order is now being lost in terms of timeline. That's I like only I wish it that is. they had just organized it to say read X Men first, yeah, and then I could have read this and assumed that like that happened afterwards. Yeah, just pisses me off. <laughs> I know, I know. You just have to get over it. Yeah. I just think there's too many books and there people are juggling way too much. And I also X Men. I think is slightly delayed from all yeah. the other books. Yeah, too. It it's is. definitely slight. You can tell that's why they've stopped printing a lot of like when it's all coming because I think they're like trying to track it. Like, yeah. So, but excellent. Uh, so excited to see more of those. They, so, they did a great job of mental health too because you've seen it in a couple different ways. So, empath. He's basically had everything come to him oh, in his life that, yeah. Yeah. in that little document that we got. I yeah. thought that was brilliant. And then, uh, Wild Child as well. It's like yeah. It, they humanized him. They humanized basically everyone, even Scalp Hunter, which is 
His name is Scalp Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Which is problematic, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Rob Layfield character. Yeah. <laughs> He's pre-Rob Layfield. He's just a drag queen. Yeah. Snatching wigs. Uh, basically, yeah. yeah with, a, with a big fucking gun. <laughs> they would have just renamed. They're like, we- Wig uh, this, Snatcher. Yeah, this, this Scalp Hunter is very problematic, so we're just rebranding him as Wig Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I just snatch for like short. I love that. Sinister, I, they're going to throw that in somehow. I'm yeah. Sure. Uh, so let's talk about a book that wasn't quite as good. At least I didn't think it was. Wolverine number two. I was pretty bored with this issue. Do you want to recap it? I, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Brent, Do you it. like Wolverine? Say a little more. No, I honestly... Uh the next three comics, I did not have the time to read because work That's, was too bad. Oh. So. Okay. Uh, Do you want to recap it, Ryan? I could try and recap it by flipping through the pages. No. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Marauder ship yeah. um, is actually attacked, and it, it, time is a little loopy here, yeah. and it deals with a lot of like memory loss and stuff like that. So the, the ship is actually attacked, and Bishop is hurt. <laughs> And then goes underwater. It's very, it's very strange. We, they both wake up, Wolverine and Bishop, in this sort of like recovery area with Healer. Um, and then we get a little bit more backstory on Jeff Bannister, which is the detective on the case that's investigating. Sounds like a seventies. And cop is he show. a new? He's a new character, correct? Or I believe so. I think I've never really heard of him. Before. Yeah, yeah. I've never I think heard of the Jeff the Bannister. Bannister. <laughs> he the looks ban- like the guy from um, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, is he a cop that doesn't play by the rules, or is he a renegade? Oh, or yes. Is he, is he a loose cannon with yeah, nothing exactly. to lose? Well, Favorite. now is he a good cop or is he a bad yeah. cop? I'm very confused. Yeah. I believe we've uh, determined that he's a rogue cop with nothing to lose, but damn it, he gets results. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so he's actually investigating the the drug that is out there, which is pollen, pollen. which is basically crushed up Krakoa flowers. Yeah. Which I get me some, especially in this time of need. That's what I, you know. It's so funny. I was I was reading that and I was thinking I about like I the coronavirus right now. Could you imagine like if Krakoa existed, like they'd have the fucking cure oh, immediately. The that vaccine. would be insane. Yeah. yeah. Wakanda would have the cure and they'd just keep it to themselves. Oh, yeah. 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 That. And, I, and I don't besmirch them at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Krakoa would have it and then sell it for a profit. Yeah. Right. A huge profit. So the issue kind of goes along. The art's pretty cool. It's a little bit different. Um, Adam well, Kubert? That's pretty much the same. No, not different from the first issue. Yeah, just different a, in general. D- yeah. Different style. It's got a lot more mature look to it than many yeah. other series. A little grungier, which I like. Yeah. Um, Long-time Wolverine artist. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> uh, so uh, Wolverine and Jeff actually uh, begrudgingly team My up. My favorite code name, well, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Call me. Jeff. He turns around in a full cape. No, no, no. What's Jeff. your last name, Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> Bridges? Uh, so they they begrudgingly team up together, and uh, Jeff says a line that I really like. He's like, why didn't you bring your friend that can actually control you know, the weather? weather. Yeah. I, I forget what her name is because it doesn't relate to anything <laughs> to that. Yeah. But Which was apparently a Jeopardy question this week. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's fascinating. And they yeah. were like, I, I have a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> um uh but so they they team up and they they're on the water and Wolverine says I can't team up with anyone because whoever I team up with gets hurt every time. And then a couple panels later, Jeff literally gets stabbed. Yeah. Because by he's no by Wolverine. By Wolverine. Gelch. <laughs> That's how you stab people. And uh and he's in theory possessed by this mysterious sort of entity Pale called woman. the Pale Girl. Um, I mean, like it's competently done. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, it's just, you know, um, solo Wolverine titles don't really do much for me. The only time I've really Same. liked them 
is when Jason Aaron wrote it back in the 2000s. And like, cause he's just got a really funny disposition and like, he's got Logan's voice down, but this is just, mm, I, I, I always prefer Logan, uh, ironically enough, like dealing with like other characters. Like he's like, you know, almost like somebody that they're bouncing stuff off of well, rather I, than him being the lead. I think I yeah, liked this. I, I really can't remember if I liked the last, the first one we read, if I liked the first half or the second half better. You, li- you like the first half better. I like the second half yeah, better. Yeah, and now, and now I'm taking back the decision because this, this first half is not paying out because most, I think to your point, most of the characters are off like off stage because they've yeah. all been... I'm also getting. I'm getting a little bit exhausted of everyone dying on every mission. <laughs> like I'm just like, all right, I get I it. Know. They're like, my life doesn't matter, and they throw themselves in front of a train. Yeah. Um, Even back in Hellions, they're like, if we die, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, up, up, but, down, down, left, right. But left, yeah, right. like I, I, I actually <laughs> had to go back and kind of flip through the first one as I finished because I was like, what the fuck is? Because you're right, the time does skip around. I'm just like, what is going on? And I don't pale the pale girl. I don't care enough about like. This this feels like a mystery I don't want to solve, and like that's what I hate because I'm like it is it was interesting at the beginning, and now I'm kind of like okay, this isn't really going where I want, yeah. and I'm almost like just give me some more fucking Omega Red vampires. Can I yeah. get can I give a prediction? Yeah. So uh, the mysterious entity that you keep seeing in like videos and other things, and you see that like the Sadako the from the ring, <laughs> <laughs> bring her back. I want to see. Um, I I think it's actually his cancer ridden daughter in the hospital bed when she like oh, I think it's her like like projecting. she turns out to be a mutant and she's projecting. Oh, that's interesting. That I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just throwing idea out ideas because yeah, I want this one. to be more interesting. No, honestly. that's that I could see that easily. Yeah. Coming yeah. up with really good ideas because the story is so boring is a very sign it's a sign of a bad story. <laughs> it's just again it's not Correct. bad. Yeah. It's just, that's a good point. It's just fine. It's just ho hum. Um there was an acute moment where uh Wolverine is drinking a beer and he just throws the beer on the lawn, and Jeff is like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine does litter. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to X Men uh, number nine. It is the conti- actually a continuation from the last issue, which is rarity for this book because yeah. like, they pretty much yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. go through a pretty so, direct one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it starts off with like thousands of years in the past with the Creed discovering the Brood, uh, and they're like they realize they're like a extra galactic extra universal like entity and they're like super predators basically um and they have like a matriarchal sort of society something that we already knew it's almost like they were trying to weaponize them to attack other uh other empires they were trying to alien them yeah <laughs> right yeah. eventually yeah, yeah no, that's funny they yeah. even said like let's attack the shiar with this yeah right. uh, i i i love that because I've always loved the rivalry between the Kree and the Shi'ar even more than the Kree and the Skrull. Like, the Kree and the Skrull, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The Kree and the Shi'ar, like, that is an interesting, interesting rivalry. Did you ever read Operation Galactic Storm back in the 90s? Why, yes, I did. It was I mean, later because yeah. I'm younger. But well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it it was actually a really good, like, little crossover for all I the Avengers it, books. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I loved all that stuff. Uh, you know, they move it to the present day. You know, they've got, like, ramifications with the King's Egg. And at the very end, Brew ends up eating the king's egg and becomes like the brood king. So silly. It's silly, but I fucking love it. It's uh, at first I was like, oh, how dare. That's kind of the best solution. Yeah. Though, right. Yeah. Brew is like he probably is going to get some weird powers or like become yeah. out of control or something. But I was like, he is a friend of the X-Men and most people in general. So like and he's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. Um, so I think that's like the best solution that they could have had. Yeah, right? like an ally of the X Men now controls the brew. The brew, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I that love it. A good, yeah, I like the issue. It's a nice ending to the like the. I think it works as a nice two parter. Nothing like too crazy. I think that reveals like a fun, interesting. Like, <laughs> I I change. love that. Like everyone on the all these teams, like the Shi'ar, the Star Jammers, the X Men, they're so powerful that they all just fucking oh, crash yeah. on a random planet and they're like yeah we're fine yeah <laughs> i love it i well, love i love the uh also the panel of like kid gladiator telling he's like dad you know how we're yes. supposed to spend time together and we're not uh yeah. you can make it up for me by like beating the shit out of like you, one of these accusers i i really like when comics like this take full advantage of people's powers and they're just like you know you don't have there's no need to build up any tension in the fighting it's like just yeah. take the story i can do this going and yeah just show artwork of them killing the shit out of every single brood all right so you got the ability you've got the opportunity you have 30 seconds to eat an entire raw ostrich egg <laughs> in order to control an empire would you do it hell yeah do you think you could finish an entire raw ostrich i don't egg? like eggs so this is gonna be tough yeah. but yeah I think you, you just can't use drink. a straw by the way you have to use your hands and scoop it into i think you just, just chug it. it yeah what it's if like I a crack, it's like a cadbury egg Oh my god! Yeah, I don't think you've I been eating the those. right Cadbury. I don't eggs. think you guys recognize how big ostrich eggs are. Well, yeah, but you chunk it open, it's, you drink it up. It's roughly it, tw- uh, eighteen to twenty-four don't, eggs. Don't you and Tristan eat like twenty thousand eggs when you go to the gym in the morning? <laughs> yeah, that's actually our workout. <laughs> <laughs> you puke them up it's and deep your muscles work on yeah. the inside. I think you just chug it, Brent. I don't know. I worry, I'd be worried about spilling it and not getting the entire. Yeah, but yeah, is, oh yeah, if you miss, if you miss a single quarantine. drop, yeah, if you yeah. miss a single drop, that's an interesting point of view. Like, if you don't consume the whole thing, does it just randomly like they're like they worship the ground or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> is there like a time limit to it? Yeah, you got thirty seconds. Okay. Oh, that's such a short amount of time. Well, the battle. I also, so you got to eat ferociously. Well, you got to be a brew to be able to do it to have what, that kind of appetite. So uh, brew. Can do, do you it. think brew was trying to help out, or was this like he was drawn to the king egg because he still? I think is it's a brew. the latter. Yeah, yeah I definitely sounded so like the latter. The way it like ended was just so funny and abrupt. He's Oops, like, I ate it. D- didn't you see the on the last issue? He said, "That's a king egg." How did you get such a tasty, tasty snack? <laughs> and he was licking his yeah. lips every yeah. Now, that was panel. you speaking to yourself when you were reading the comic. Yeah, I'm like, give me some of that fucking egg. <laughs> you mean just now as you read it right now? Holy <laughs> fuck. Eating an egg sounds delicious right now. <laughs> um, is that on Whole30? Can you eat that? Can you yeah, eggs? eggs are very much approved. King eggs are very much approved. <laughs> Any right. animal smaller than a human. Uh, wreck me king's <laughs> eggs. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about X-Men Fantastic Four number three. It is a continuation of this miniseries. Uh, the conflict continues. I'm. I really liked the first two issues. I was a little bored with this issue. Correct. Uh, I flipped, and I actually ended up enjoying. Okay, it. Okay, tell me why you enjoyed it. Well, so essentially, the X Men go after the Fantastic Four, leaving from their assault on Krakoa at the last uh, issue, and they land on Doom Island, which is conveniently located oh, right thanks next to God. Krakoa. Yeah, really speed up the story. <laughs> I mean, that way. just call it Micronesia. That's what it is. Right. As a <laughs> few folks go to help Franklin, a son of Sue and Richard. Uh, the other uh, form to save mutants. Is this Game of Thrones? On the island. Son of <laughs> Sue and yeah, Reed. It's, it's Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which they, is right next to Doom Island, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to go through with the procedure of getting Franklin his powers back at the behest. Is that the right word? Of behest. Beast. And uh, Reed is still against it, but believes in his son. Uh, unfortunately, Wolverine kills a Doombot that turns out to be one of the Latvian mutants or just a general. I took it as that it's probably the mutants in disguise, but yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. so then now there are Doom Sentinels, and thus leaving Doom us, which, which is not a reveal because they sort of revealed that last issue of like those things exist. Yeah, yeah. 
the thing I liked the most uh, was the sort of intra Krakoan politics of uh, Kate saying, I made a deal with yes. Doom, and Magneto was like, you don't have that authority. And he's, and she's like, calm down, Eric. I got this. Yeah. I, that's the, like, like it goes back to Hellions number one, the quiet council stuff, all the like internal, like how you build a society yeah. and create like a, like a, a structure, like is the most interesting part of all of these books for me. I think the reason why this issue worked for me more than the other is because I literally got to like page four or five where they started to fight again. They kind of caught up and I was like, I don't fucking have time with this. And then like within two pages, they're like, nope, now we'll do story again. I'm like, okay, this is actually helpful. So I, I don't need to see, I just don't like t- like team ups or mashups. Cause I don't like the just standard conventions. No it feels reason. very cliche. And I liked that doom got introduced. Like it's just a bunch of players now. And I thought that was right. like, it made it more interesting. I thought it was interesting. The, the one of the few things in this issue was when, uh, Xavier and doom actually have that conversation. I think that was actually one of the better parts. Yeah, I like yes. that too. Doom Doom actually saying like what you're doing on Krakoa is more fucked up than what I do in Latveria and like all this other He didn't right. say it that way, but like he, Yeah, that's the yeah, that's what you got on it. He's of saying it. like you are messed up. Which is I love that stuff too, and I want like Black Panther to interact Ooh, with Krakoa yeah. being the head of state of Wakanda. Like I all that kind of stuff, like that like the real politic yeah. of the Marvel universe I, is the most interesting part of like all of this to me. Yeah, because you gotta deal with it instead of just being like, Sue has turned everyone invisible again. You're like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But that I think that's what it is about because I'm just not a huge Fantastic Four fan. I haven't read a ton, but it always ends up feeling like it just feels too like warm, familial, goody, good. Like they, it just, it just they, like, they feel, they feel yeah. like the New Jersey housewives because they're always like, "We're all family, okay? <laughs> Look at me. We're all family first. We hate everyone." And you're like, "Okay, calm yeah. down." Stop I mean, I will say me. I, the artwork is kind of off and on this whole issue, but Reed Richards is hot as. Oh cold. yeah, <laughs> yeah. With a, Reed with a beard is like. Mm, Do you mean? Do you mean John Christie? <laughs> 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 Yeah, John Hamm would make a good Reed Richards. No, he wouldn't. He's too square jawed. That yeah, makes no sense. I don't sense. think he could be Reed Richards. Oh, I think he'd be great. He's I, funny. I mean, that more is like on his like he doesn't seem like the really smart type. He's too like handsome. That, like the uncomfortably intelligent type. I think he could play it. All right. Yeah. Well, he's a man of many. He talents. plays it in my dreams at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, stretch. I've stretch, also been rewatching. <laughs> I've also been rewatching Mad Men, so I want Jam- John Hamm for everything. So uh, next week's books, we've got uh, the next issues of Marauders and Excalibur, and then we're going to have some uh, Empire-related uh, issues, Empire with a Y, mm-hmm. which is the crossover that's coming up. <laughs> no, the books uh, uh, they made Taraji P. Henson uh, comic Cookie, books. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a crossover episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's-his-face? Uh, 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 who's the guy that got kicked off? To- Justin Smollett or something like that. Smollett, Sm- Jesse Smollett, right. something like that. Yes, like, yeah. Jesse uh, Smollett. Uh, he, yeah, he's not going to be in a comic though. <laughs> so uh, that was a dumb joke. Um, for that distinction. I know. So we've been Homo Superior. Uh, find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Interact with us on Twitter and on Instagram. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>